You are now tuned in to Who Gets Love with Crystal Clear and BJ. So, everybody, welcome to the very first edition of Who Gets Love. And this is a very exciting yet overwhelming experience because I am sharing conversations, dialogue and hosting responsibilities with Crystal Clear. This is something that you couldn't have told me I would be doing in 2021 to start the year. So, Crystal, tell us, how did we get here? <laughs> how did we oh, make wow. it right here? <laughs> oh, um, how did we get here? Listen, so it's a process, right? Um, I'm going to say we just, um, I guess, go back and forth a lot on Instagram anyway. Yeah, like if true. you post something on uh, on your stories feed on your on ig like i respond and so we go back and forth a lot um some kind of way and i don't remember exactly this idea comes up about a, a show regarding I don't, I don't know if it's relationship topics or something like that part is fuzzy for me honestly but we we end up deciding that we want to have this conversation it could have been on clubhouse it could have been on clubhouse yes i think we were on clubhouse and then we're deciding we want to have this conversation it was just going to be like a small project as far as my mind was concerned maybe and then uh maybe it was going to be a part of crystal clear we didn't know but then as we start like making notes we realized that it was probably bigger than we imagined mm -hmm. um you know if y'all know bj he you know writes out like a lot of his thoughts and so he came with like i'm gonna say like 20 but i'm exaggerating he came <laughs> with, with a lot of like well thought out topics and like his theory behind them and it just it just turned into you know what we're doing right now so i really can't explain it because it, like i said it's fuzzy but it ended up we, we are both created we both are creatives we do our own thing. Y'all know Crystal Clear. Y'all know BJ and change the subject and whatever he decides to be doing. <laughs> right, um, right. Y'all know he, you know, has his hands in a lot of stuff. And so y'all know I also do random opinions. So this is the collaboration of like, but what we do individually and, you know, we're just collabing together and doing this, we realize while we have a lot in common, we are extremely different. So we're mm, just excited mm. to just throw ideas at each other basically absolutely. in conversation absolutely i find it interesting how i could send an idea and based on my thoughts i think that i've analyzed it as much as it could have possibly been analyzed i thought all of these different variables and i feel like i've come to possibly the best outcome or the best theory of a statement or thing to discuss and it seems like you would just turn it completely upside down and on his head and it'll it'll really create so much like depth and perspective to the things mm -hmm. that we talk about so interesting enough this is really like a steel sharpened steel type of interaction for me Absolutely. And um, that's what excites me the most. But I think if I could give like a, a purpose behind this, like we see in so many spaces when um you, we talk about content creators 
they always say like, you know, support each other and we should collaborate more. We should do all of these different things. And ultimately what that amounts to is you come on my show, I'll come on your show. Whereas in this particular instance, we are actually putting our best foot forward as if this was like a personal endeavor. Like this is something that we've been very intentional about from the very day we decided to do this. And it doesn't feel like, oh, well, I'm just bringing the expertise from what I do and you're bringing yours and we're just seeing how they work. Mm -mm. It's really building chemistry to present these conversations and what we've come to realize in this space of developing who gets love is we both are tired of the war between men and women. And there's no, Mm -hmm. there's no dialogue. There's no retention. There's no encouragement or any type of substance being given to the conversation between men and women. So uh, what better two people to have these conversations than some of the most analytical and the most thought provoking content creators in this space that we're in. So super excited about what we're getting ready to do today. And today's conversation is interesting because this is one of Crystal's many ideas that was kind of confusing to me. And um, we're going to start who gets love with compensation and It stumped me for a little bit when this was the suggestion for the conversation that we were going to have, because it seems like compensation is so far back when it comes to things that we tend to focus on when we're introducing um, the ideas of a potential relationship or situation between two people. So um, just kind of explain why you feel like compensation is the first and foremost important thing to focus on when you're developing a dating or relationship situation. Okay. So I feel like it is a great start to begin with uh, compensation because for me, when I think about compensation, I'm thinking about like the, the simple, what will you accept? Like, what will you be satisfied with that in a nutshell? What do you want? You know, so I feel like in order to even get close to being somewhat satisfied, you have to be operating from a place of knowing, you know, like, what do you want? What will you accept? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's so many things that we know we would not do. Like we have some hard stops and, you know, some absolutely no, you know, no way, no hows. You know, we know we have those, but we have to know what we want to even start to play the game. So that's why I feel like compensation is a great place to start because you have to make that decision first. You have to uh, figure out like negotiate, if you will, will I be satisfied here to just even try, you Mm -hmm. know? So that's why I feel like this is a great place to start because it's basic the way I see it. So Mm. that's why. Now, like listening to you explain it, it makes sense. When I first heard you say this, it was kind of like putting me in the place of what we tend to hear from the crowds that we, you know, are somewhat Mm -hmm. encamped around. And compensation is like more or less like, what have you done for me lately? Or like, what are you bringing to the table? Mm -hmm. That's what I heard when the conversation Mm -hmm. initially started, even though I know 
that it's a lot more perspective behind what you could have possibly been suggesting in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, in listening to you say that and then now explaining it, it kind of helps me understand where I've kind of drifted in dating mm-hmm. for myself because instead of like focusing on compensation in the sense of knowing what I'm willing to give and accept, I would overcompensate due to the fact that I knew going into the situations what I was already lacking. So um, Mm. it's interesting how just in that small description, I've already kind of understood something about myself in less than the first 10 minutes of the conversation. Mm -hmm. So I definitely have a lot to say and ask you about this conversation, but when we say who gets love, I want people to understand the purpose of the question. It's not as in general as you would believe it to be to where it's saying like of two people, who's going to get the prize of this situation? It could be if that's how you perceive it. But what we're asking in this mm-hmm. space is who actually understands what it is and what it takes when we speak of love and then also it asks you to pay a certain level of attention and hold yourself accountable for the privilege you have in this space because somebody seems to get loved more in certain circumstances than the other person. So when we talk about compensation, what is it that we should agree on in this space to where a man and a woman is being treated fairly in this negotiation process like what is it that we're as two individuals supposed to agree on that should be like more or less common sense um well common sense is not common at all (laughs) so what i will say is i guess the common ground would have to be that the two agree that they're interested in each other, right? Okay. In any situation. If you're going to have a relationship, it has to be agreed upon. Like we're both into this on some level, right? So again, it goes back into knowing what you want. And like when we think about pay, you basically know like where your starting pay, your starting salary, you know where you want it to mm-hmm. be, right? You might not throw that out there, but in your mind, you know exactly the lowest, the minimum amount that you'll take, right? So when you're, you know, navigating dating, you know the the minimum you'll take. So you might not have like this idealistic fairy tale view of what your mate is gonna look like. You might, but you may not. You might just be like, okay, on at the very least, I want uh him or her to have a nice smile. Mm-hmm. You know, um, at the very least, I want him and her to, you know, at least dressed well or you know and then if you get really particular you want to be a certain height and you know different stuff like that but at the base like who will you be happy with and a lot of people hear like what simple simplify it like what is the least you'll take they think you're they're thinking about settling and it's not settling at all it's just understanding yourself enough to understand the necessity because there are some people like they can have great personalities but you know if there's no basic attraction it's not going to go anywhere romantically Mm, right mm. so you just it's like things like that that you have to understand about yourself when you're moving in this dating realm so you know like i'm not going to accept this job i 
I'm going to at least go to the interview, you know, and see what they're offering. If they're offering something that can potentially benefit me somehow, maybe, but I don't know. I I don't know if I want to move that way. I want to really be satisfied completely. So it's like also that, like how, how thoroughly do you want to be satisfied? Are you in a position to where you're not looking for something long term? Mm -hmm. Are you in a position to be looking for something like, you know, if this is my last job, I'm happy. So it just depends on where you are in life and what you know about yourself. Wow. Okay. So just in hearing what you've given so far, and um, it's a very telling thing for me, just hearing Mm -hmm. your explanations to why this conversation is so important. But I have to think about the people who have to translate Mm -hmm. this conversation. And the first thing that I felt in listening to what you were saying is like, how do we begin a process with only knowing how you want to be paid before you can even understand your credentials? We're in a space where we've come to a many of tables as like fragmented Mm -hmm. and very fragile people on both sides. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times when we talk about compensation, what we believe we're communicating in this aspect a lot of times is actually reimbursement because you're more so far mm. you're most so focused on what you lost from the previous situation and while you're focusing on what you lost from that previous situation you're probably undervaluing the person standing before you with an absolute clean slate still ready and willing to invest so Like, Mm. how do we begin to even process what this means as we begin this compensation process if all we know is what we've lost in previous situations such as this? So I'm going to say we are always going to be, you know, put in situations to where we understand like, okay, we've been through something before and, you know, we didn't like the way that turned out. But taking from that situation what you could have done differently opposed to just saying this is how it works everywhere you go. Like say, for instance, you worked somewhere for like five years and there was a communication um, issue. Nobody communicated. Like clearly you weren't doing something right, but you it was never identified for you to know, Right. So you you leave that job understanding that I could have done better, but you were not supported to understand how you could have improved, mm, right? Mm. So you go you go into your next position, hopeful of course, and happy that it's a new place, but you you still understand you need support. So you're just like, "Hey, I'm probably going to make mistakes, but I also need feedback to, you know, support me to actually confirm like, yeah, this is not the way this is done." Or I don't, we don't do that here. That's not, you know, that's not the way we do it. You might've done that somewhere else. It's not the way you do it. So basically what I'm saying and using like the job position, you know, as an example is saying that there are going to be negative situations all the time, right? But you cannot take that situation and apply it across the board to your, you know, future experiences. All you can do is say, hey, I don't like that. I don't want that you know, in my next relationship. And like I said, idealistically, you want to be in a place to where you are not prejudging people going forward about what the the lack was or what you, the pain you felt. You're hoping that you're not playing that forward onto everybody, but that's idealistic, right? 
So if you're not mature enough, I'm not mature. That's probably way too judgy or harsh. If you're not prepared to truly give a blank slate, to truly say, this is a new experience. Let me, let me treat it at, let me treat it as such. If you're not prepared to do that, then I don't know if you're ready to be looking for a new job. Um, I don't know if you're ready. I don't know if you're ready to move on. You understand? Like, I, I don't think people should move in that place of question and um, doubt as far as like reimbursement. Like, don't, I'm, I'm going to say, do not go into your next position mad at your ex position. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, I just don't think that's a good idea. You're setting yourself up for failure. But you do know that, um, and this is not to be sexist, but this is just being honest. Um, we allow mm-hmm. women to do that in this space because we're we're trying to show ourselves approved in a sense to hearing and feeling what she's been through. So we give her this leverage when we initially start in this compensation process and i guess this raises an interesting question for me too because i don't have anything i don't personally feel anything when i say this because i mean it doesn't bother me because we all have been hurt in some way shape or Mm -hmm. form that we should be able to vocalize and not be prejudged but in Mm -hmm. saying this and hearing a woman say this like where's the accountability on the other women that we hear all the time that make excuses about not being totally available, meaning like paying the proper attention to the guy, actually investing um, back into him with your attention, with your conversation and all of the things that tends to go dormant for the guy when she's still kind of caught. In whatever position she's in, like, it's interesting to hear you say that, but we don't see that accountability on a woman's part as often as we hold a man accountable for bringing something to the table in that dating space. So where does this conversation start for woman to woman, making sure that women understand that you can't always bring the baggage and think that is going to get you to the position to, I guess, the position you want to be in to negotiate, like you're saying. Right, 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 right. Right. So I guess it, it, it really takes accountability and honesty. Like you, as a woman, as a human, as men, everybody really should be looking at themselves. But, you know, since you're pointing it at women, specifically women should be looking at themselves and figuring out, what they did to contribute to the issue. Because like, if you're, the belief is for me, if I'm constantly blaming someone else, I have no control over it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I have no, no choice, but to move with this fear that this can happen again. Cause I'm not in control. Right. 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 So, so, but if you understand and take ownership of some of the things that went wrong, you you don't have to move in fear because you know you're equipped to say, hey, you know what? Mm, I kind of sense this red flag of an issue that I don't like. It didn't work well before. So what you should be doing now is instead of using the experience to hold you back, 
use the experience to, you know, propel you forward. Like use the tools to say, hey, mm, I know this feeling. I don't like it. You know, this is this is the feeling I get when I'm frazzled and I, I feel useless. You know, this is the feeling I, I feel when I want to shut down. So let me combat that by communicating. So I feel like women would do themselves a uh, service if they were honest and accountable. And, you know, instead of being prepared to point the finger at somebody on what somebody else did, just look at what you could have done differently. Like that's what you can take away from every situation and actually make it something productive. What, what could, what could you have done differently? Yes, they did that. They did that. They did that. What could you have done to make lessen the pain or lessen the trouble or lessen the drama? What could have, what could you have done? And I feel like if, if that's how you are moving it's less, it's less baggage you have to carry. Cause honestly, if you're really dissecting everything, you can say, Hey, you know what? Mm, I didn't like that. This person did this, but I did not help when I reacted this way. Right. And so if you, if you were like taking some of the blocks out of the bag, because honestly, it's not the fault of the other person alone. It's also you. I think you can move, you can have a bag, but it don't have to weigh you down. If that makes sense. Yeah. True. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of the things that I've learned in this conversation, though it's only been going for about a little under 25 minutes, <laughs> is that like we assert ourselves in so many ways trying to step up to the plate and mm-hmm. be those, you know, knights in shining armor for women who. We don't really know the full story. We just know their story. And mm-hmm. a lot of valiant effort does go into um, what we do present, even though sometimes it's a little flawed in concept. Mm-hmm. Now, in compensation, I believe there's a certain level of respect that needs to be paid to the guy that at least gave it a shot. Because my question would be, What's the process of reevaluation when you find out that you are asking for more than what you are worth? Hmm. Because for a lot of us as men, it's like, okay, we can always say, you know, there's a, you know, another opportunity on the horizon when one fails, we can, you know, we can keep giving it a go and we can keep encouraging ourselves that our opportunities are always going to be present. But what we realize is that that's a lot of investing or compensating on a man's part that yields very little success in those spaces. And they could be the same for women, too. So, like, is there ever a point of reevaluation where you begin to realize, like, okay, well, maybe what I'm asking for is a little bit beyond my reach because there's something I'm not necessarily paying attention to that keeps me from, I guess, brokering the deal. So I'm going to say idealistically, a lot of this stuff works smoothly, right? Mm. Idealistically, the person who is looking for um, a new mate, a new job, however you look at this compensation thing, idealistically, they are in a healthy place and space where they have done the self-examination. They have looked into, you know, what they could do differently and, you know, what they are willing to change. They have you know, done the work as far as looking at themselves and not, you know, placing the blame on other situations and people. So idealistically, you're not entering 
a, a new position, our job, our relationship with this um, idea of um, expectations being lofty, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you wouldn't even need the reevaluation. But I mean, every now and again, even without wanting too much, you can still adjust as far as being okay with what is easy. Okay. Like, let me explain that. So you as, okay, as a woman, you might notice that the guy that you're dealing with is working really, really hard to keep you happy. Like you understand that y'all don't have to go out, you know, to a nice restaurant weekly, but he's doing what, you know, he's taking you somewhere nice every week. And you're just like, Hmm, I see him working hard. Should I mention that I don't need this? Like, I like it. It's cool. It's fun. I don't need it. Like, I feel like you can speak up when you, when you, when you notice somebody going hard for you or you notice something and and you can tell a lot of care and concern is, you know, put there and you can speak up and say, Hey, if you enjoy doing this, please, by all means continue. But if this is a strain anywhere, uh, could, it's not necessary. Like I like you. So I don't need this to continue to like you. Like, I feel like you can adjust that way, reevaluate that way. But like, as far as like reevaluating to like say, oh, you know what? I wanted the world and here you are. (laughs) You can only, you know, give me uh, a car, just being random or whatever. I want the world, but you can only give me a car. Okay, let me adjust my expectation and be happy with the car. You know, like, I feel like that's, there's a place for that, but I don't feel like that is a great, that's a great place to start when you're just trying to, when you know what you want. Because I feel like when you know what you want, it you're not experiencing all this silliness. Because like I said, when you when you know what you want, you have based it down to the, to the minimum of what you need. You're not, you're not, you're not jumping out there saying, huh, you know, I want, I want the best of the best of the best understanding that you've been through some things, your relationship resume may not um, get you the job, Mm. you know, that you feel like you might be worthy for. So yeah, I don't think, I don't think when you're really knowing what you want, you're entering relationships with this ridiculousness, if you will. That's true. Like for me, it was a, um, it was a huge wake up call because I was trying to oversell myself to people a lot mm-hmm. when um I guess I was just in a vulnerable place of trying to see mm-hmm. like what exactly was my potential in singleness when, mm. you know, things weren't just weren't working out pretty good for me at that point. So I think like I would just take chances just to see like what my potential was with like certain things. But then I was able to come to an understanding of what I would like to call maximizing my earning potential. Right. And that is often paraphrased as, you know, I'm working on me. I'm focusing on me. It sounds like, you know, like selfishness in a singular space, but that's not exactly what I'm communicating that I was personally doing Um, what I began to realize is a lot of what I felt like I wasn't going to do when the next situation presented itself. I had to be selfless, even in those moments of interacting with people. So if I felt like I was taken advantage of, 
I still had to give. I had to practice being a giver. I had to I had to learn what it meant to give without expectation, because in this space of talking about compensation, you have to understand that this could be solely based on pride. It's not necessarily speaking to your abilities that will garner you the compensation that you, you know, will ultimately deserve. So I would have to practice the things that I wasn't necessarily good at or the negotiations that I weren't. I wasn't like asserting myself in to be able to navigate this space of dating. And what I would do sometimes would would be very terrifying, you know, like to to know that you don't have money in this moment, but still want to commit to making sure that this young lady understands that she's very much being thought of. Um, You want to spend the same time, you know, with her, even when things are financially different. Like I had to be creative in those spaces of lack. And I was very surprised at some of the results that it actually got me by just being honest. So it's kind of It's kind of hard when you talk about compensation, when you come into this space of not necessarily having enough to give in your own perspective. You feel like you probably should wait a little bit before getting back into a space because you don't know how much it's going to actually cost you. Like you're more concerned with your stability than you are the relationship itself. And that kind of clouds your judgment on what you're supposed to be also contributing to that other person. So what does it take for you to realize that you are possibly giving too much or not enough to another person? And that could possibly be depreciating you as a human being and them as a potential partner. So from what I did just here, what can you, what could you do differently uh, to make sure you're giving the person that you are uh, spending your time with or the person that you're in a relationship with to make sure you're giving them what they deserve mm-hmm. and you're not holding back. Right. Did right. I, is that like, because giving okay. that person what they deserve is how you maximize your earning potential. So it, if right. you well, it doesn't always work that way, of course, but, and I like, I guess in theory it should, because of course you're giving what you expect to receive. So how do you make sure that you're giving the proper amount of yourself without depreciating yourself or the circumstances? What I'm going to say is you, you give from that willing place. Like you don't operate differently when you, um, when you want to do something like you, it's not forced. It's not, um, it's not, you know, begrudgingly done. You, you're doing it because you want to do it. I'm going to say operate from that place that wants to, you know, do things like operate from that place. Like, don't, don't make yourself feel like you have to be something that you're not. Like, if it is not a comfortable thing, if it's not, if it's not you, you know, you can ask yourself, like, why am I uncomfortable? Like, what is the issue? Or you could just be like, you know what? I am, you know, basing this off of something that happened previously. What do I need to do to break out of that? You know, and just challenge yourself when you need to. But like, if you know, if it's like something that you're just not comfortable with, you don't got to be comfortable with it. You can speak on that. Like, "Mm, I sense myself wanting to give more, but I have some hesitancy. You can communicate that. Like, I I just know that 
I would want people to be as open and as free as they could in relationships. But I understand like just saying that is again, me speaking from this idealistic place of somebody being healthy, somebody being experienced, somebody being honest, somebody being accountable, all the idealistic things. And it sounds like, you know, a fairy tale, if you will. But honestly, the person who's done their work, they're actually there. So Mm -hmm. this is Mm -hmm. not a hard thing to do. This is not, you know, uh, pretending. This is like an actual factual thing that you can offer a relationship when you have done the work and you have put yourself out there when you are ready. Not when you want to be ready. Not because other people are doing it, but because you are ready. So I'm going to say, if you're truly prepared and you're really looking for something and you have put yourself out there, then you do not feel like you're withholding or the other person don't sense you're withholding because they can tell you're giving, you know, all of you are providing the best part of you. Like it's not going to come off as somebody is withholding. But if you are withholding, definitely understand that if this is somebody you want, you won't have to address that. You're going to have to come to terms with that before they start withholding. And you can tell. Wow. So looking at where we are, um, I mean, you and I are personally not in the dating space, but just looking from over the banister, if you will, at what we see today in like dating courtship and all of those things. Who do you think benefits most in this space when it comes to men and women and the exchanges that take place in dating, courting, relationship, marriage? Like, who do you think benefits the most as of right now, if you could give your honest opinion? (laughs) Okay, so I have to think about this because as we're talking about compensation, I think I'm currently just focused on like who seems like they're getting the obvious value, right? Right, right. And if I and if I answer the question from who seems like they're getting the obvious value, I would have to say women are getting um the biggest benefit out of the current situation because if you think about it in most situations or a lot even if okay, let's just say even if it's 50/50 in the household, right? Mm-hmm. A woman is doing way better than a woman who is single, right? Who has to pay for everything by herself, right? So even if the outcome is the guy that you're dealing with is is y'all paying the exact same amount, that still means you got half of your earnings in your pocket, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So, and then if you think about like men who foot most of the bill, of course, that woman, you know, she probably, her money probably goes other places as well, but, you know, she doesn't have the stress of having to carry all the finances on her own back, right? So I'm going to say just on the obvious (laughs) compensation theory, the woman is. But then if you like dig a little deep, dig a little deeper and really, really think about it, I'd say it was um, more of a tie. Because when you think about compensation, you understand it's not just finances, right? Mm -hmm. You understand there is like an emotional aspect of uh, the relationship where both people feel like they're connected or they belong, right? And unfortunately, but true, we know that women 
tend to shine more in this emotional aspect, right? And whether it's healthy or, you know, not or whatever, I feel like it's fairly clear when you know a woman is happy or when she's upset, right? right it's right. fairly clear when you know, I feel like when a, when a man is doing his part and a woman is pleased. But what happens is it's not as easy for women to be clear on if their man is happy and if he's pleased. So the compensation is then flipped because the role changes like in what she needs to provide. Like if she's trying to meet him in the place where he meets her, like if she's trying to add value on the level to where he finance financially add values, adds value to her, she's going to kind of be in a weird position because how do you emotionally add value to a man? Because it's not obvious. It's not clear. It's not clear. Like, is he in touch with his emotions? Is he, you know, open to his sensitivity? Is he communicating? Is he, is he okay with that? Does he like that? Is he comfortable there? Right. And so that's when I would say the compensation changes up because it, it changes, it changes currency and it looks totally different, but it's still there. It's still value. It's still important. And that's when I feel like it's even because on finances, yes, the man, and he not getting the, the best benefit out of that. But then emotionally, the woman loses because men aren't wired that way. Mm. But they still need to understand each other and connect. So is it fair to believe that the relationship should be 50-50 when the attributes and character traits are somewhat lopsided? Like, how does a person who lacks certain abilities be put themselves in a position to be compensated fairly, even though they lack the skills to do the overall job? Like, how do you put yourself in a lucrative position to be compensated the right way if you lack so much or you you have this lopsided position in the relationship? Well, you 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 value your strengths and you and understand your weaknesses. And understanding your weaknesses adds to them being closer to a strength than a weakness. Mm, right? If mm, you understand mm. you are weak at communicating, then you you understand that you gotta do a little bit more when you get into those difficult spots where something needs to be said, right? Right, right. Um right. if you if you understand that um you don't tend to be romantic and you have a hard time expressing gratitude and appreciation, then you might overcompensate a little bit just to, you know, show her in your own way or him in your own way that, you know, this is how I show appreciation. Like you figure out how to make up for your weaknesses. Right. And so I I think the issue becomes with men and women or, you know, in relationships, like we want our value to look the same way. We want people to love us the way we love them. And we're we're judging them based on how we think it should look and discredit them for what it actually looks like to them. And they know that they're showing, right? Mm, so mm. it's it's really just understanding completely like what effort looks like. I have time and time again on purpose, on purpose, like erroneously use the um the pint and the jug, uh the pint and the gallon example, right? Because when most people say pint and the gallon, they're basically saying the gallon, uh the pint will never fill up the gallon, right? Mm-hmm. But what I when I use it, I'm saying, look, 
the pint will never fill up the gallon, but if the pint uses uses all it has, that counts. That counts. Mm, I get what you're saying. You, I get it. You know, like right, right. it doesn't have the it doesn't have the capacity to fill up the gallon, but it gave its all. And just because you can still have some left over and fill up this pint, don't make you better. You're still withholding. Wow. wow you get it? Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like I think one of our biggest issues um, as men in this compensation space is that we struggle in knowing if we're getting our money's worth. And Mm -hmm. as a woman, it's very important. I'm not going to like indict women to do anything, but I will say that it's very important to a man to know what responsibilities you are taking for him even in the courting phase, like it, it doesn't really mm-hmm. require you to do any spending or any like extra cliche things. It's really just like knowing what it is that makes you want to spend time, what it is that makes him special, like these different things that tend to be withheld because I'll be honest, like in a lot of dates that I've been on, one of the reasons why I felt like I wasn't compensated correctly was because I always felt like a contestant in these spaces where you're just trying to make sure that you're making the cut. Because in this space, it seems like women control, they control the narrative almost of what dating is supposed to be like because men don't really vocalize what it is that they're expecting or feeling in this same space. So it's very important for us to know not so much if we're getting what we're paying for, but if the investments are, you know, lucrative, like we want to know like how you feel about what we're bringing to the table, what we're presenting, even if it's not something that's going to gratify us, at least give us the opportunity to course correct what it is that we're doing, but we're so used to trying to measure up all the time that mm-hmm. these conversations really shift the fairness in the negotiation process because now we're mm-hmm. both coming wanting to be reimbursed for what we lost versus really studying the investments that we're currently making. So the pint and gallon makes complete sense. But I can imagine that's probably going over a lot of listeners' heads when you say that. <laughs> so that's something that we have to learn because, I mean, as a person, if you are withholding what you have could potentially, I guess, destroy what you're trying to accomplish. Well, sometimes. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to. Like, if you understand the person that you're dealing with, don't have it. Right. They don't have the space for all that you have. If you understand that, like some people don't understand that. Like they really feel like, well, I'm a gallon. I need a gallon. Right. Mm, but, yeah. the, the, but, but gallons, but gallons move like, uh, uh, five gallons. Right. <laughs> you know, they be just gallons, but they act like they got five gallons. Right. And you know, you know, they not, they're not aware of their true capacity. Right. Mm-hmm. And like I'm saying, like, just because you you know you you have the capacity to be filled to the brim doesn't mean you need to be filled to the brim like are you are you honest with yourself in your approach when you're looking for compensation do you know what you are offering if we're honest with ourselves sometimes we understand like hey 
you know, I'm a great person, but I'm low key, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't need a whole bunch. You know, I, I don't I don't need to be out and about all the time. I don't need a lot of talking. I don't need a lot of, you know, touchy feely, you know, and that could be men and women. Like it some people are just not wired that way. And it's like, hey, like I want to be in a relationship, but I want to be in a relationship with somebody who understands that this is me doing everything I got, being everything I can, giving all of it. Like this is what this is. This this is not me withholding. This is the entire me. And while you over there with, you know, extra space, you got to be the type of person to understand, well, I need extra space. You know, like I need it. I, I need that empty space. So I have the option to fill it up with what I want it to be filled up with. I don't necessarily need a person to fill up my entire gallon. Mm. You know, so I feel like it's just like it's just that awareness that that basic component of knowing who you are, letting, allowing your experiences to, yeah, shape and form you, but not guide you. Mm. Now, we know those so. people who was a politically correct way of addressing this without shaming. Um, <laughs> we know a people who buck against the system in place by becoming arrogant okay. and insisting that they get what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. How do you determine proper compensation if you have no clue of what the worth is of self? And then also, if you don't know what that worth is of self, how do you know that is going to be worthwhile for you when you get it? Because you're so used to rebelling that oftentimes there's no there's no gratefulness even in the event that you get it because you felt like it was already owed to you. So, like, how do you how do you determine that this is like adequate if you have no clues of the worth of the person who is expecting it and as well as the person that's giving it to you? Like, how do you determine that? I guess you don't. I guess I guess you never know. Um, I think it's possible not to know. Like, if if you are interested, if if you are investing time with this person, and and you're listening to them explain that they deserve everything and they're not settling for less, I guess you can determine if you are in fact that everything, or you can be that. Like if you can embody what they're saying they require, I guess that's the answer. Like if if you really feel like you're providing that, not if they deserve it, are you willing to give it? Mm. Do you have it? Do you have it? Right, right, right. Do, do you have it? So it's like, it's not about, you know, checking them and saying, hey, excuse me, you're asking for a little too much. You know, it's not about that. Honestly, it's not. It's because a lot of times when you when you come across this 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 energy that seems to uh, require more than you may have, maybe maybe it's just a problem because, you know, it's more than you have. Right. Maybe that's the only reason it rubs you the wrong way, because it's more than what you have. And 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 if and in the event that they truly are just out there, you know, recklessly expecting, you know, everything they want and they put really no thought into it, it's going to be evident. You're going to see them coming a mile away. It's, it's, they're going to stick out like oh, a sore yeah. thumb. Gonna, you're not, you're gonna, it's going to give yeah. them identity. 
Right, right, right. Yeah, it's going to give them identity. So you don't even have to worry about encountering this uh, bad deal. <laughs> you know, you don't have to worry about ending up with a bad deal, possibly. It's just really understanding, like, the person you involve yourself with, if they are saying they want this, this, that, that, and the third, do you have it? Are they are they listing things that you actually can provide? You know, and, and if you are not, then I see how that creates insecurity and question and, you know, am I wasting my time? And then I would, you know, ask the come ask the questions and communicate, you know, is this something you're saying and the way you are, or are these really things that you need? But in the event that they hadn't said anything that you can't, you know, they hadn't listed anything that you actually can't provide, then I don't see it as an issue. Mm. Wow. I don't. This makes absolute sense to me. And I am really glad that we started here, but I'm imagining as the listener, <laughs> like this is like really throwing people for a loop. And mm-hmm. one of the things that um, you know, Crystal challenged me on in this um, development process is I knew that the conversations that she and I were going to have were going to be like completely going over heads is going to be like a little bit too difficult to digest and. I quite possibly, fi- I'm, I no, I'm not going to say that because then I'm doing what I said I wasn't going to do again. But <laughs> um, what I felt like was necessary was that we needed to figure out a way to dumb these conversations down. And um, what I realized after Crystal just so politely checked me and said, no, this is not what we're going to do. Um we have to grow up in these spaces of um, being able to communicate our needs, um, being able to communicate when things are going wrong and also being able to communicate how we would like to feel with and from another person. And I really right. want to like emphasize the importance of sticking with this process that we're going on because it's very intimidating for the two people that have to host these conversations, but it's definitely going to lead to some positivity and potential change in the way that we see relationships. So I say all this to say this very first episode or conversation, because we're not doing the episode thing here. Um, this very first conversation is just to introduce to you the possibilities and the, the different levels of conversation that we're going to have and then what we're going to do is expound on these Mm -hmm. conversations so that you can digest a little bit more a little bit better over time we're not trying to make these things simple because our issues are not simple right and also it's okay to say hey bj hey crystal what and I mean, that if you have a question, ask. And that's really what we want. Right. Ask right. the questions. If if something is not clear, if if it could be, if it could have been said differently to make it make more sense, like just say that. Like we, we welcome it. We want it. Right. We encourage right, right. it. So you definitely ask questions. Make we will make it make sense. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we we understand that everything that we're saying. If somebody said, well, what do you mean by that? We could probably break it down like 12 times. 
If we had to. If, yeah, that's us. We don't want Definitely. to, but we could. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Absolutely. But that's the thing about this that I enjoy the most because um, while listening to Crystal speak, I'm currently learning about the different ways in which I could have possibly went wrong in the compensation space. I even know that I've been compensating quite quite a bit frivolously mm. over the course of my years in dating, which probably made me so difficult now that I'm finally out of the dating space because it was difficult for me to bargain because I was bargain I was always negotiating with my absolute last. So like the perspective mm. of losing it all Mm. has always gone before my efforts so like i'm seeing me in this conversation yeah. and i know that a lot of us have a lot more to see in ourselves as this conversation continues so just to give you an overview of what this is this is going to be a conversation where we discuss a topic for the entire month and we answer questions we develop a community we're going to bring um, people into a space where you can ask the questions that you have and we can try to um, help you understand the pointers that we were given in today's conversation that you're listening to right now. We're, we're going to have some lives. We're going to have some clubhouse um, conversations and then we're going to follow up at the end of the month with like a recap of everything we've learned as a collective so that we can just continue to push this thing forward. And then we introduce the next thing that we're going to discuss in the, the last episode recap or the last conversation recap. Forgive me. I'm trying to detox the podcast, I guess, format so that this feels <laughs> more comfortable yes. for the listener. So um, I make the mistake of saying episode because I'm used to doing this in the podcast format, but these are just conversations that we are, of course, going to have. So I learned a lot from you today, ma'am. So thank you so much for getting me together as always. Well, I learned a lot from you and I appreciate you for presenting the canvas that I can draw upon, you know? Right, so, right, um, right. yeah, I appreciate that. Like sometimes you can't help if you don't have questions to answer, you know, like sometimes mm -hmm. that's what pulls the information out questions and you, you gave beautiful questions to, for me to attempt to answer. Right, right, Lord right. Knows. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be answering them. I feel like I'd be talking around them like is it, did I answer you tell me to shut up yeah I mean you know <laughs> every time like every time I like ask a question I feel like you give me more to ask so it's like uh, it furthers the the understanding for me personally but like again I know that this is going to be very overwhelming for people because we are two mm -hmm. people that really make you think so yeah I look forward to the the, the feedback and the, you know, the yeah. conversation that is going to become of what we're doing. Um, if, in fact, you have any comments or questions about today's conversation, um, we have fully functioning social media at this particular point. Um, we're not lacking any methods 
<laughs> whatsoever. So you can communicate with us on any and every platform possible. Um, you can find us at Who Gets Love. The way that it spelled is how it typically sound. Well, the way that it sounds is how it's spelled. Um, so we're everywhere: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever means you would like to communicate with us on. Definitely use those. We have an email address: Who Gets Love at Gmail dot com. So um, use every opportunity that you have to communicate because we love to talk and further these conversations. So um, let us know what you thought about this. Let us know if you want us to talk about something in the follow up recap or anything that you would have. We welcome it all. So that's all I got. You got anything else? No, I have nothing else. Just thank you for, you know, having this conversation with us. Absolutely. And this concludes what we are going to call compensation from Who Gets Love, hosted by Crystal Clear and me, BJ. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Peace and blessings. <laughs>